Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to episode 8 of The Basement Project. My name's Sean. We've missed a few weeks in sports, but we're back at it again. We're going to cover a little bit of NHL, NFL, and then some CFL. But first, let me introduce the rest of the guys. Abel, how's it going? Hey, what's up, buddy? Carter, what's going on, buddy? Oh, boys, how's it going? And then last is Zach. How's it going, Zach? Okay, so let's Good, just kick things off right away. I think we're just going to jump right into the NHL. The Ottawa Senators got themselves in a bit of a sticky situation with Uber. A few of the guys, I'll just list the guys real quick. Thomas Shabbat, Dylan DeMello, Matt Duchesne, Alex Fermentin, Chris Tierney, Chris Weidman, and Colin White. Uh, they were in an Uber. I don't know where they were coming from. In an Uber, they were, had a camera. I think all Ubers have a camera in them. And they just happened to get caught just having a few choice words about their team and talking trash about their assistant coaches. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think scumbag of the year award has already been given to the Uber driver for even putting out this video. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Oh, for sure. It was definitely just, a, you know, rattle the pot and obviously probably like a money thing because obviously that's going to blow up on the internet. So, yeah. I just want to know how much he sold that video yeah. for. He probably made a lot of money. Oh, yeah, like sure, when, I think when they when he when they all jumped into the vehicle, it was after a few minutes. Like I don't even think the guy recognized any of the players. He kind of asked, "What team do you guys play for?" He never really recognized them, so I don't know. He probably didn't even know who they were. The names, though, uh, you're listing them off, and they're not like they're nobodies. Like they got, like you know. Yeah, they're all them named players, like the star players. Usually, or yeah, what it sounds like. Like, like even real, some of the, real question. Yeah, the young guys, like Thomas Shabbat, like those guys are going to be with the organization for a little bit longer than some guys like Matt Duchesne. Oh yeah, Duchesne's probably on the trade block right away. That didn't help his case at all either. So, uh, was there anything with like punishment wise? Like, obviously, there's no punishment because they're just talking stuff. But you know, like, was there anything leaked that? They um, like what the coaches like didn't return because of that. I think they just. I think all the play, like all those players, they just issued an apology to like the fan, like a public yeah. apology. But other than that, I mean, well, how, I mean, they how, would have obviously apologized to yeah. the coach to special teams. I saw Duchesne. They showed Duchesne was like kind of a one-on-one at the end of the practice that it got leaked out after. He was the one that went up to him, and they're having a little one-on-one talk. So he's probably giving his side of it and apologizing on behalf of the all of them as well. Not gonna lie, like I couldn't imagine how awkward that would be after finding out that that got leaked, and then the next practice or game you go and like you have to, you know, confront the situation. Yeah, just imagine how the coach would feel too. Yeah, I think it's just like the the whole management is that public hum- humiliation they have to face now. Yeah, exactly. But just like think that, about how just... much this team's been through. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say that. With with the Mike Hoffman thing and then now this, it's just – it's not looking good for the It's, it's a tough time to be a Sens fan. Organization is, as a yeah. whole is just really struggling. Like, I don't know how they can 
it's going to be very difficult to move on from this and, you know, put it in the back burner. Like, I, I find this is going to be an uh, issue with the team I kind of disagree. While. I kind of disagree. I mean, like, I really don't think we'll be talking about this in a couple days from no, now no, no. or, like, I don't, a week I don't from mean, now at all. Yeah, no, I don't mean, like, publicly. I mean, like, internally as a team. I don't know how they'd be able to, you know, get get past this. Just, you know, to to find out that, like – your players are publicly like questioning you and you know disrespecting you. I feel like there's going to be a rift between those players and the coach that isn't like isn't going to necessarily be easy to overcome. Well, I feel like they the players almost might have a more incentive to play harder now and just to to get that coach's trust respect. back kind of almost and respect yeah, just by playing harder especially on the power play and PK as they did in their the game that just happened where they they just crushed the Devils who are actually a pretty good team seven three I don't think they let up a single power play goal yeah. and they actually scored a couple power play goals as well so but do you think a player like um, Duchesne for example who probably knows that he's on his way out is really gonna like care about this whole situation I feel like you know oh, well sure he's a he's a leader on the team he can't just be like oh yeah I don't give a shit I'm gonna I'm just going to, like, tank this power play and tank this PK so this coach will get fired because he's pretty bad record already. Like, I think he's a leader on the team. You can't just not care about what just happened. Yeah, most definitely. But, I mean, if I'm a player on this team, I'm definitely – I'm now struggling to, you know, trust him as my leader. Simply the fact that he put himself in this kind of situation, which, to be fair, you know – who would think that while they're in an Uber, they're, you know, they're something like that's ever going to happen. But if I'm a player who now is on a team, who's, you know, in the public eye because of something like this, I'm definitely going to struggle to, you know, put all of my faith into him as a, as my leader. Yeah. I think it's tougher for, I think I'd rather be in Duchesne's situation where he's, he's more than likely going to be moved by the deadline than like Thomas Shabbat where he's, probably going to be with the team for another four or five years, I'm thinking. Like, yeah, I, it won't be around that long, but it's definitely something that's going to stick in the back of the heads of all the teammates, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe we're all wrong. But, but like, along with Ottawa, they're not playing that bad. They're 500 teams. No, they're, yeah, they're a pretty good team, which surprised a lot of people this yeah. year, I think, actually. Yeah, so moving on to that, like, are there any – is there anyone else that we're kind of surprised? Or even, like, that we're surprised oh. about with – after 15 games, most teams are at about 15 games played. There's got to well, be. I think Montreal is a big surprise for me. I mean, Montreal has been like a pretty good team this year after everyone thought they'd be, uh, you know, trading away their captain and getting rid of a few other guys. But they've actually been, I think, if I'm wrong, they're like pretty, like close to the top of the division or conference even. Yeah, they're. Uh, I believe they're five and four. They're they're right now in their their first place Sorry, in the eight wild and five, card eight and five. spot. Eight and five. Yeah, exactly. So they're like they're doing pretty points. good for what people thought they'd be. It'd be kind of like a Ottawa Senators team, which would have an off year and kind of just getting their like a rebuild season almost. And I think a lot of that comes from like the, obviously their goaltending Carey Price and 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 then Max like some of their off season. <clears throat> acquisitions like Max Domi, who's put up more goals than he are, than he did last year combined already. Yeah, and Druin as well. Yeah, they're pretty good combo together. Yeah, and then there's other surprises like 
the Vancouver Canucks, who are probably going to be a playoff team this year. I like easy they now. will be don't, a playoff team this year. Up. Yeah, don't easy, get your hopes easy, up, Sean. <laughs> they probably have the they probably have the best even. player in the league right now. So I don't want to say much else other than they're probably going to be the best team in the league this year. Oh. All right, bold words. No, but other than yeah, bold no, words. Uh, but even at the bottom of the like the standings, like you look at a team like LA and like they got Kovalchuk this year, and you'd never think LA would be at the bottom of the league right now. No, I mean like sure, yeah, he's old and he's coming from the KHL, but um, yeah, I, I I didn't really think they'd be at the bottom of the leaderboard. Um, I didn't, I I wasn't sure how well Kovalchuk would perform. Um, with him coming back and being out of the league for a couple of years, but I really didn't think that they'd be, you know, struggling this much. To be fair, this league this year is actually pretty. It's a pretty even league, I'd say. Like, there's not really many teams or a, like one team that's just absolutely sucking this year. Like, it's a pretty average league, I'd say. Like a close league from from what I've seen so far. I mean, the worst team in the league is. A couple games off of 500 right now, which is LA. Like one or two games off of 500. Yeah, there's like, no I mean, really team. There's yeah. no teams that can really like kick the shit out of anyone. They're all gonna yeah, be. There's, there's no these, Vancouver yeah. Canucks of last year who just get shit on every game pretty much. <laughs> Yo, I'll just edit that one out. <laughs> well, you know, one just... one surprise. Like, I mean, I don't follow hockey too much, obviously, but. I've been a little surprised with the Penguins. Just, I mean, they're like, what? They're almost a 500 team, but just the, this little losing streak they've been on. It's what are they at now? Four or five? Four. Yeah, four game losing streak. I definitely didn't expect that coming anytime soon. Like, they're a team that's yeah, typically, yeah, yeah right. like just you know, 500. Like you guys were saying, there's a lot of parity in the league this year, but just this losing streak's been a little like surprising to me. Well, the way I see it is just, yeah, it's a bit of a surprise for them, I guess. But, I mean, what team doesn't go through a little rough patch where they go on a losing streak? I mean, it's unusual for the Penguins, for sure. But every team every team, kind of has a rough patch during the year. And I just see it as a little, like, they'll hit rock bottom and there's nowhere to go but up. So this is their oh, rock. Yeah. This is their oh, rock. Yeah, rock bottom. This is rock, their rock bottom. bottom. Yeah, at at six and five. Yeah, they're uh, that's. I wouldn't say that's rock bottom, but but that. Um, well, I mean, I don't know if you guys the the Flames coach uh, said that there was. <laughs> <laughs> he said okay, rock now. bottom for them was a nine to one defeat from Pittsburgh. And look where they've been okay, so well, you, far. Hey, they've gone yeah. up. So yeah. Hey, you know what? You know what though? Flames have a better record. They have, they're nine and six. So um, I I was yeah. That's not what I was saying. I was saying they hit rock bottom with that nine to one loss, and they had they've gone up since then. So that's how I see Pitzer will be, and they'll be going up. They've this is their rock bottom of now, and they'll just go up. Or they could keep going down, but. Um, the one thing I did notice was the Islanders, they are eight and four right now. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised, but like at the same time, I'm not sure if I am because with the leaving of Tavares, um, Oh, nice. Oh yeah. So he just cut out. I'll just finish it for him. Uh, I think whenever you 
lose your best player, there's it's very doubtful you'll improve as a team. But maybe with some of that uh, cap room that opened up, which I think Carter was going to say, all that cap room that opened up, they're now able to sign some of these players who are, you know, mediocre, and it's kind of a more balanced team now. You know what I would say that I would add on to that is the fact that they got Barry Trotz is a huge bonus for them. I mean, I think Barry Trotz has a lot to do with their success as well. If you look at what he's done in previous years, like with the Capitals, after just coming off winning a Stanley Cup, and he comes into Islanders with a team that people mostly expect to not do very good this year, and he brings them up, and they're actually sitting at a great record right now. Probably yeah. better than they were last year. So yeah, Carter, I think as that I, just goes to show. Carter, as I was saying, like what I think you were getting at was with Tavares leaving, so much cap room opened up. Is that where you're going at? Well, yeah, that and just like, you know, all the other players had to step up their abilities and, you know, to prove the league that, um, you know, just, just to prove them wrong and that Tavares isn't necessarily their whole team. Like I, I was just saying to Zach, like it's like with Barry Trotz, it's a big, uh, big change of the whole system. He'll come in, change everything up, see how it goes. And so far it's worked for them. Yeah, for sure. But moving on to – let's move on to the CFL, I think. we got a little playoff action coming up. Oh, yeah. Sunday, Riders playing Winnipeg. I think we need to talk and, about a – I don't know if we've done a CFL prediction yet. For the playoffs. Did we do one, hey? I don't no, think we I did. I don't think so. Okay, but anyway, so Winnipeg plays Sunday against the Riders. And so does – the BC Lions are going to cross over to Hamilton. And they're going to play. Any Any quick predictions? Um, are we talking just this week or are we going all the way to the Grey Cup? Yeah, let's just go right to the Grey Cup. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm locking in a Grey Cup uh, final with Winnipeg playing BC. You know, I think Winnipeg right now is arguably the hottest team. They, just like Zach was talking about earlier, they sort of hit rock bottom around Labor Day with the uh, – the game against the Riders, but they've been really hot ever since. You know, I think they knock off the Riders this week. You know, the Riders' defense is, you know, obviously playing lights out, but our offense... Yeah, Riders are also on a hot streak, I'd say. Yeah, but I just think the Winnipeg has a good defense as well, but I think their offense just puts them over the top. The fact that our offense, you know... We some people thought it was just gonna it was a slow start this season and that they were gonna, you know, lift their way up, but that has not happened. The offense has been awful. And I think Winnipeg's gonna use that to their advantage, knock us off and then knock off Calgary. And then over on the east, I I don't know, the East for the last couple of years has not been actually more than a couple. It has not been strong at all. And I mean Obviously, history shows a crossover teams never made it to the Grey Cup. But I think this would be the year. I think BC's playing some decent football right now. And I just think the East teams right, have not impressed me at all this season. I think that's something BC will, you know, BC will come in to Hamilton, surprise them, and then I think I'll do, they'll do the same thing in Ottawa. Yeah. So you think, who do you think's winning it all then? I'm going to have to go with, you know what? Why not give it to BC? You know, it's Wally Buono's last season as That's a coach. Cold. 
last season as the coach, he's the you know most wins in CFL history. Why not send him off with a Grey Cup? Yeah, personally, um, I agree with the BC um, on the East side. I think they'll wipe out Hamilton and Red Blacks. Um, but with the Western side, um, I'm going to have to go with Saskatchewan beating out Winnipeg. However, um, I don't. Th- I, I just have a hunch. I just feel like they won't beat the Stamps, even though they're currently um, they're struggling as well. Like they lost to – what did they lost to recently here? The Riders. Well, yeah, they um, lost a couple then this season. Winnipeg. They did lose to Winnipeg. Um, yeah. So I, I guess you do have you do have a point there, Abel, that you know Winnipeg could use that uh, momentum and actually, you know, take up Calgary again. But um, I don't know. There again, it I, I feel like both in both scenarios with BC because they're kind of a hit and miss. They they lost a, a big upset against Calgary, um, but they seem to have some games that were either really good or they just kind of didn't show up to the game. But you know. I feel like they're uh, they're going to change that in the playoffs. See, for mine, I'm I'll be really quick with mine. I think Hamilton's going to knock off BC. They're going to go knock off Ottawa, and they'll be in the final. And then with Winnipeg and Saskatchewan, I, I don't think I think we're underestimating how hard it is to play in Saskatchewan in a playoff game. Like it's going to be loud. Like Saskatchewan, oh, will, for sure. I think I think Saskatchewan will cruise to that victory against Winnipeg. And they've dominated Calgary the, the season so far, so I think it's going to be a Hamilton Saskatchewan final. Ooh. Going back to twenty thirteen, hey? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I think I kind of agree with Sean. I think the Riders are capable of of taking it to all like all the way. The only question about the Riders is their quarterback. If Kalaros doesn't stay healthy, then they really don't have a chance at making it anywhere. But with they Kalaros play. healthy, they can. I think they can make it all the way and potentially win even. Hey, didn't didn't the Riders pick up Drew Tate? They did. Yep. Yeah. Which so, could I help. mean, it, it, you know, I haven't seen him play in you know how long, but. Um, well, he's he's been coaching out at uh, where's it, Coastal Carolina, I think. Oh, really? Didn't know. Yeah, that. and I and I don't know about you guys, but when I think about it, even though he hasn't played football in a long time, I feel better about the Riders. If Caleros were to go down with an injury, I'd feel better about them playing with Drew Tate than Brandon Bridge. Oh yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. I think I'm, and I'm. That's not a knock on Brandon. You know, obviously. Physically, he's he's a monster. He's a beast. But, you know, it just – I don't know if it's so much him or just the lack of faith the organization has in him. Because you, if you look at, like, the last – like, his stats this season, even the last game, he came in and, what, there was a point in the game where I think he was, like, one of six or one of seven. And it was just missing short dump passes, you know. It's – the inaccuracy is his biggest knock. And I think I would not feel comfortable whatsoever with him playing. Yeah. Yeah, so to get back to my prediction after I was rudely interrupted, <laughs> oh, no, I would like to oh. remember, you're, like you're to... last and you're the least. <laughs> Either way, I was – or the 
for the east side, I think Ottawa is going to take it. I don't even think this is much of a debate. I, I don't think BC or Hamilton can com- nearly compete with Ottawa. So I think it'll be a Riders and Ottawa matchup. Wow, we got some vastly different uh, Yeah, we do. I like it. I like it. Just know you guys will be buying me drinks when I'm right. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's... Bef- Says the one, that, the one that picked BC. <laughs> no crossover team ever. Hey, don't yeah. worry. Why Why not BC? Eh? <laughs> okay, so before we move on to... With Lule, you, Lule is terrible in my opinion. <laughs> Sean, Jeez. Sean, I just wanna, I just wanna ask you: Do you care to make a comment about being uh, rudely interrupted there? It, you know what? I won't comment on it. I won't bring it up. <laughs> okay. So anyway, it the, wasn't. No, what's that, Sean's, Sean's better awesome. than that. Listen, we're gonna move on. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna move on and show some love to our sole Canadian basketball team, the Toronto Raptors, because they're off to a hot start. I think they're seven and zero. Oh, no, I think if I'm correct. No, seven and zero with Kawhi in the lineup, and they're eleven and one. Their record is best in the NBA. Eleven or ten, yeah, either or. And it's not like it's yeah. not like they have, like I know with the other three teams in the league, they're all like super teams where they have five all stars. But with this team, it's like Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, and then it's a bunch of really good mediocre players. Like with such a balanced team, I feel like. Yeah, their de- their depth is absolutely amazing. With the hot start that the Raptors are having, do you guys think that Kawhi will consider being in Toronto next season? Well, I think uh, it's tough to like. It, we're still only twelve games into the season, so yeah, basing exactly. it on twelve games, I don't want to say anything. But I think if they can keep this going, it's definitely going to persuade him to stay with a team that he knows he's going to win with. Yeah, exactly. I think just to add on to that with the whole early start to it it's way too early to tell if he's gonna stay i mean they could still lose like a big portion of the games he could get injured you don't really know but with a deep playoff run i think and a healthy quiet i think they could for sure persuade him to stay in the next year and a contract extension at that i mean i mean if they keep it up though why why would you want to switch it up if you're having success like you know well, just because he's, that. it's been noted that he wants to play in LA because that's where he's from. So, yeah, but do they have do they have cap space for that? Well, the Clippers are. I think the Clippers are. Either either uh, LA team would he'd want to go to? I think. Okay, so I guess we can might as well move to NFL. Uh, week ten, teams are starting to separate from the pack. We're trying to see. We're trying starting to see. Who's going to be in a playoff spot? Who's kind of going to not? Uh, this week's games, are you guys seeing anything that's kind of sticking out? Any matchups that you might want to look at to this week? Uh, honest, honestly, I was just looking at the the schedule for this week, and it seems like there's a lot, a lot of games that there's a big favorite to win the game. Like, there's not a lot of close games in this week. Which yeah, is, there's only like a couple games. Like I'm looking at yeah. like the games that I think will be close. But the one that really sticks out is Saints at Bengals. Like those are two teams that are really gonna like it's be high scoring for yeah, sure. Yeah, two teams that are really trying to cement themselves into a playoff picture. Like the Saints are yeah. already, but with the, if a Bengals can secure a win here, it really separates them. Good old Marvin Lewis. And then you got other games like Seahawks at Rams. Like 
you that that might be a close game. Yeah, the way that you the never Rams know have the Rams. Playing. Yeah, Rams seem to always are, keep them keep the games close for the most part. What they are will, the Rams' uh, uh, record at right now? Seven and ten, one. Ten and one? No, I thought they're not ten and one. Eight and one, I think. I think I think it's actually eight and one. Hey, well, is there any games that stick out for you by chance? Um, I don't know. Just going off what Zach was saying, it's a lot of games where there's an easy favorite. I mean, if you want to lock one in, definitely on your pro lines, definitely choose Kansas City over Arizona. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was looking at that, not going to lie. The odds for that, 1.05. So, yeah. I think the uh, if there's one game I'm looking at, it's – well, I guess there's two. I'm looking at the Dallas and Philly matchup. You know, I think the Eagles, you know, I, in my opinion at least, the Eagles are definitely the favorite in that game. But oh, for sure. I'm, I'm interested to see what, what Dallas is going to be like just because, you know, they're like, for example, their coach, Jason Garrett, he's definitely under the hot seat right now. Like, the Cowboys are, first off, with their fan base – they aren't interested in going through some tough seasons whatsoever, and they want to turn that around right away. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how this like final stretch in the season goes and which Dallas team we get, because I think that's going to determine whether or not they're looking for a new head coach next season. And the other game I'm looking at is the, uh, the Giants and San Francisco game, simply because I want to see what uh, Mullins can do in his second start. Like, what do you guys think? What was your guys' thoughts on that uh, first start the other day? Well, I, like I give him credit; it was a great start. But then again, you're playing a team like Oakland. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't get your head too big about it. Exactly. That's exactly. I was just, it. I was just gonna say, yeah, uh, I think this the numbers flatter him a little bit just because of the opponent, and I mean, a couple of those throws are just all yak yards. I mean, I was watching who was a Kittle or whatever. Made that one-handed catch about the twenty-yard line. Took it, took it all the way to the one or two-yard line of. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Open. That's and that's why I'm that's why I'm intrigued by this matchup. Just because I want to see, you know, if were those numbers flukes or you know is he going to show us something? You know, that spark that the 49ers need. Well, I mean, I don't know if the Giants are exactly a te- a really test for him of. Compared to Oakland, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're pretty similar defenses or teams, at least. Fair enough, but you know, nevertheless, it's but yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he can, uh, repeat, yeah, if he yeah. can have a repeat performance. Carter, is there any any last words before you wrap up NFL? Um, you know, I'm just kind of curious if uh, the Buccaneers can uh, uh, upset the Redskins. Um. And then as well, like yeah, I'm, I think that'll be a good I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm curious, like with Winston getting hurt, right? Because he he was hurt in the um, start no, of the season. No, was not hurt. Wait, what? He's suspended. How- suspended. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I'm thinking of someone else then. Um. um anyway, yeah, I'm just kind of curious to see whether Ryan Fitzpatrick will take over the starting quarterback position. Well, he is right now. So, oh, and there goes Abel. No, there goes. Carter. Carter's gone. He's gone from the podcast. He just left us, I guess. So, yeah, I'll just add on to what Carter was saying. Um, So, he's saying that 
when he doesn't know if Winston will remain the starter, but Winston is not the starter, and Fitzpatrick is now the starter. So, there's okay, that. so I guess we'll move on to all of our favorite segments. Um, Abel, I'll let you introduce it. You're pretty good. You missed the last week, by the way. You missed last or last episode. We missed yeah, you on yeah. that, So. And you know what, though? I'll tell you what. That was one of uh, Carter's worst pieces of advice. And I'm going to say right now that I think, it, I think it was bit. because of the fact that I was not here to introduce him. Oh, but, you know, nevertheless, without further ado, I'm sure all of you guys are going through some tough times, you know, at some point in your week. You're not too sure what to do. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, Carter Lenacek is the man to give you the advice. So without further ado... Here is Carter's Weekly Advice. Okay, so here's a big one. Never auto-draft, because as you know, Le'Veon Bell is still not back, and um, it's, it's really hurting my team. I'm at the bottom of the leaderboard, and it was a big, big mistake on my part on not uh, actually picking my team. So, uh, well, I guess the, the first pick, but, you know, that could have that could have changed things around. So, I mean, yeah, don't don't do auto draft because the, the chances of you actually having success is quite low. I just uh, add on to that. Is it really the auto draft that you're last place or is it the fact that you don't change your lineup every you're week? Kinda, the fact that you're last place. What are you saying? It's really tough to win when you don't change your lineup every week, Carter. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I also <laughs> take a in that as well. I, I've got caught forgetting uh, to set my lineup as well. So yeah, you kind of need to. Now here, Here's a question I have for you guys, though. Sean, is it worse to be losing and not checking your lineup or to be like you, who's, you know, right down there with Carter <laughs> playing every week? Wow. Yeah, well, that's a you real know what? No, Carter, let me speak for myself here. Um, I'm actually making a push for playoffs in case Abel – he must have got his stats wrong. But I am making a push for playoffs. I will be taking the number six spot in playoffs. Zach will be taking my number oh, seven spot. And, yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. Are you even number seven? I swear you're like third last in this league. Yeah, you're definitely. Eight. Well, will you? Well, I'll let Zach take. Once you're, I get the seven least, spot. Nevertheless, you're like four games. Once back. I get the seven spot, I'll six spots with Zach. Zach can take over my seven spot. I'll take the six spot, and we'll just call it playoff, run, playoff time. You have to run the table for sure. I mean, you can't afford any single loss, well, and you, you guys, have to hope you, everyone you above forgot. You I do play Carter this week, so. That is true. I do well, only walk in and wins then. That's a guaranteed win for Sean right now. So, I'm, I'm are you conceding the win? The pro line odds on this one would be. Yeah, oh, no yeah. kidding. Well, one point zero five <laughs> for Sean. <laughs> I'd I'd be expecting to lose money if I bet on Sean and he won. Yeah, it's a good point. But anyway, I think that recaps the last few weeks pretty good. So go ahead and sign <laughs> off, guys. It's been a good couple of weeks. So. Um... We'll hopefully uh, get another one to you uh, uh, next week. Yeah, you know, it was fun today. You know, obviously we uh, we missed you guys, but we were busy writing our midterms. And, you know, we're committed to, you know, going forward. And we've got some surprises on the way. Fuck you. What? Fucking stole I'm not cutting that out. What? Uh, what was that? <laughs> what? What did I that's say? Like, that's like exactly what I said. <laughs> Well, maybe I'd know what you were going to say if it wasn't cutting out the entire time. <laughs> you just fucking laugh. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Zach's having some trouble using a microphone. So 
I'll say goodbye from Zach. And that's been episode eight of The Basement Project. There's a reason he's yeah, last, no at least. So thanks for joining us. <laughs> Stay tuned next week. we got a big, big interview coming. Everything changes.